Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle. Chapter 20 I wish boys got wishes. Why don't boys get wishes? Boys wish for things too. Stanley, age 13. Natasha made her way back from the maze in the corner of cover of her sisters who stayed by her side the whole way. Daria kept a lookout for Bitten, though you have, it, have nothing to be embarrassed about, she said. You can say that because you're the scary sister, Natasha said. Daria whipped her head around and arched her eyebrows. Kidding, Natasha said. But not really, Ava said. Daria set her jaw. I will scare Benton if you want me to. By jumping out at him and going boogity boogity boo, Natasha said. What? Nothing. I'm just being weird. Anyway, Benton do- didn't do anything wrong. Neither did you, Ava said. She squeezed Natasha's hand. Neither did Stanley. Huh, said Daria. Her color was high as if she were raring for a fight. That's true. Are you going to talk to him, Ava asked. Not today. Today I'm just going to... Her words trickled off. Was that Benton by the Slurpee machine? Was that Stanley off to the left? It was. Stanley spotted the three sisters and lifted his hand. And Natasha turned away. They reached Papa's booth and Natasha gave him a tight hug. He hugged her back, startled. Do you girls need money for lunch, he said. There's a hot dog stand, I think. Not me, Natasha said. I'm going to wait in the truck. She hurried to the parking lot, calling over her shoulder. I'm fine. I'm just not hungry. Sell lots of loots. The weekend of the spring festival kicked off Willow Hill's spring break, which Natasha was glad of. No school from Monday through Friday meant no Benton from Monday through Friday, and most likely no Benton on the following Saturday or Sunday as well. No Stanley either. Natasha couldn't go that long without talking to Molly, however. As soon as Molly got back from her long weekend at her aunt and uncle's, Natasha asked if she could come over. Sure, Molly said over the phone. I'm grubby. Do you care? Not at all. Then I'll come right right now. I'll get my mom to drop me off. When Molly got there, Natasha launched herself at her, almost knocking Molly off her feet with the force of her hug. Natasha, Molly said. What, can't I hug you? Why does everyone act so surprised if I hug them? You're on my toe, Molly said. Natasha stepped backwards. Oh, sorry. It is a little un-Natasha-like, the hugging, Molly looked at her. Who else have you been hugging? No one, just Papa and Daria and Ava, I guess. That's not very exciting. I know. I have something more important to tell you anyway. She took Molly's jacket from her and tossed it into the mud room. Come up to my room. They sat facing each other on her bed, both of them cross-legged. Natasha held on to her ankles, drawing her legs in closer to her, while Molly leaned back on her palms. 
So, Molly said. Natasha got nervous. First tell me about your cousin's bar mitzvah. Molly lit up. It was so much fun, she said. He had to give a speech in Hebrew. Actually, that part was boring. The best part was the party afterwards. Natasha listened as Molly described chocolate fountains and plastic blow-up saxophones and a money tree where guests left money for her cousin, all in multiples of $18, because 18 was symbolic of life for some reason. It sounded strange and exotic to Natasha. Then again, she supposed life in Willow Hill might sound strange and exotic to Molly's out-of-town relatives. Ancient willow trees, wishing days, mysterious notes, except, ah, Molly, Molly's out-of-town relatives wouldn't know about any of that. Molly didn't know about it, hardly. Molly broke off. Am I boring you? Not at all, Natasha said. It sounds awesome. It was. And my cousin's friend was there, and he was super cute. Curtis, Natasha hazard, calling up the name from the recesses of her mind. Yeah, Molly said. Cool, Natasha said. Her heart fluttered. Hey, Molly. Yeah. You remember what you said in the cafeteria about my having intimacy issues? I apologized for that, Molly said. She uncrossed her legs and pulled her knees towards her chest. No, I know, Natasha took a breath. You just... You might have been right, sort of. Meaning? Meaning, you tell me all kinds of stuff about what you're, what's going on in your life. Because I'm full of myself. Because I'm self-centered? No, Molly, just listen. This time I'm the one trying to apologize. Molly's mouth fell open. You tell me about your life, which is great, Natasha said. But a lot of times, no, sometimes, you tell me about my own life, like what I, I should wear or how I should do my hair or whatever. I do? Natasha nodded. And sometimes, I guess it makes me not tell you stuff. Not because I don't want to, exactly, just... She sighed. That came out wrong. It really was supposed to be an apology. Molly rested her chin between her knees. My mom says I do that, she confessed. She says I boss you around. Like that I hand you my hairbrush and tell you to fix your ponytail, and you do. But my mom says it's rude of me to do that. Natasha swallowed. She's kind of right. I know you're just trying to help me, but it makes me feel dumb. Molly was silent for several moments. Do you know why, though? Why I give you my hairbrush? Because I have bumps, Natasha said. Why would Molly point that out when Natasha just told her it made her feel bad? No, Molly said. Yes, but when we were little, when we were in kindergarten, you always looked after me. I did? Uh-huh. Even my mom said so. You're good at taking care of people, Natasha. Natasha felt spinny. Oh, but then your mom left, or whatever. Natasha snuck a glance at Molly. And I thought I should take care of you, she finished in a rush. I got into the habit, I guess. 
and you never told me not to. But it turns out it's been bugging you all this time. Why didn't you say something? I don't know, Natasha said. But I'm saying something now, and not in a bad way, because you're right. I should have spoken up. I want to be better. I do want to share stuff with you. I want that too, Molly whispered. Okay, Natasha said. Okay, Molly said. She gave Natasha a tremendous smile. Is there something right now that you want to tell me? Other than how I should quit telling you what to do? Natasha hesitated, and then she went for it. She told Molly about the whole messy, embarrassing business. Benton, the notes, the humiliating realization that he had a crush on Belinda, not Natasha. Oh, Natasha, Molly said. Why didn't you tell me any of this before? She slashed her hand through the air. Never mind. Forget I said that. Then what happened? So Natasha told Molly the Stanley part about how Stanley did like poems and how at the festival he seemed genuinely worried when Natasha turned gray and swayed. If you need anything, come get me, he'd called. So maybe Stanley had left Natasha the notes. Maybe Stanley was her secret admirer. Of course he is, Molly said. She bounced on the bed. He's got to be, Natasha. What? What do you mean, what? This is so exciting. Is it? It's all pretty awful, the Benton part. Well, yes, but Stanley's better than Benton any day. That's what Daria and Ava said. Because they're almost as smart as me, Molly said. But the question is, what do we do next? We? Natasha asked. Molly's eyes widened. You! I meant you! What do you do next? I have no clue, Natasha said. She paused. Will you help me figure it out? 